Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Unvarnished. I'm your host, Taylor Williams, and also the creative director of Guts and Glory GNB, a live storytelling organization in Gainesville, Florida. This podcast is a collaborative effort with WUFT News, also in Gainesville. And we are aiming to bring you stories, but also the people and the stories behind those stories. We think that part is really important in getting to know each other more deeply uh, through this means. So today I'm going to do something a little bit unconventional. Um, It is November 6, 2018, the day of midterm elections. And... um, I woke up this morning feeling like I had my own story to tell that I wanted to share. I don't know if hosts often do this. Uh, They certainly don't interview themselves. (laughs) So I'm going to share a little something that I I feel like might be timely and then maybe talk about it a little bit. This story, uh, I first told a maybe a shorter and tamer version on the Guts and Glory stage when we first started maybe 20 uh, shows ago, something like that. And then more recently, this past September, I told it on a stage in D.C. for Story District D.C., um, who I learned this craft from and have a lot of gratitude for. I try to go back every now and then to practice my craft and help other people tell their stories. So we'll jump into this story and then we'll go a little bit from there. Little kids fantasize about all kinds of stuff. What they'll get from Santa, consuming massive amounts of ice cream, or maybe becoming a doctor or even a mermaid. Well, I fantasize about being rude, using curse words, and leaving my manners at home. I was raised in the South. I grew up in Florida, where everybody thinks that all we do is surf and go to Disney World. But Florida is more Southern than people think, And the social graces thing is for real. My parents taught me to be kind and friendly to everyone I met. Yes, ma'am, and no, sir, were household phrases. And I grew up hearing, oh, bless her little heart. And people meant it for real, like without sarcasm. My mom would always say things like, if you can't say anything nice, then don't say anything at all. One time in school, somewhere in elementary school, I wrote stuff on my hands with pen as a reminder of homework and things like that. And I remember my dad saying, shouldn't do that, buddy. It, It just isn't ladylike. So feminism. Feminism was something that I learned about in my social studies classes and believed I was one just because I became an athlete somewhere in high school. I wore a sports bra, but nobody was burning it, okay? I think I was more busy trying to be a good girl who followed the rules more than I was trying to be a feminist or even really understand what it was. So when I moved to New York City from Gainesville, Florida as a 20-something, things were different. It turns out that when you wave and say hello and act friendly to everyone you meet, like my mother suggested, to a New York stranger on the street, they have one of two reactions. They either think that you're a threat and throw you some serious shade and practically run to the other side of the sidewalk, or they think that you're coming on to them. It's like you're sending them a dang Evite straight from your lady bits. Please don't RSVP. So I think uh, that's a tricky situation. I think every woman can recall a handful of examples when they've gotten unwanted attention. A couple of examples stand out in my mind from New York, my experience. One time I was walking through the West 30s, affectionately known as the 
dirty 30s, and for good reason. I was going home from my first comedy class, and it was near this huge plant store on the corner in the 30s. An employee of the store was on the corner, and he looked at me and started pelvic thrusting and giving me a come-hither motion while watering a huge mesh of hanging ferns. Instead of doing anything remotely in defense of myself, I smiled at him awkwardly and went on my way. But inside, I felt so uncomfortable that I went in this really weird store in those 30s that sold wigs for Orthodox Jewish women, wigs for drag queens, and a random assortment of dresses for everyone else. I bought a dress that was essentially shaped like a long turtleneck. I creeped into a Jennifer Convertible's furniture store and changed into said turtle dress behind an ugly love seat in the clearance section. On another occasion that I remember, a man at a kebab cart made eye contact with me, wiggled his eyebrows, and asked me, Do you want to try my meat stick? In front of my boyfriend. With a very slight step up in self-defense, I did not smile. And I said, No. I mean, no thank you. But the winter experience is when I was walking down Fifth Avenue, presumably a pristine and highbrow kind of neighborhood, right? So I walked by this brownstone where there are some men out front doing some construction. The two men that were closest to the sidewalk, uh, nearest to me, were a white guy in a construction hat and a Spanish-speaking man in a neon vest. Learning that I always had to have my guard up, I walked by and just sort of nodded in their general direction, gritting my teeth and not making eye contact. The guy in the hat walked out closer to the sidewalk and asked me, Can I get a smile from you, honey? And when I kept walking, teeth clenched tighter, he said, Oh, what? You can't give me a smile today, baby? The wrath of all womankind overtook my body, and a feminist demon wearing a sports bra came up from the pits of my soul, or hell, or somewhere like it, and I said, do you have a mother and sisters and daughters? Because if you do, they would be ashamed of you. And we are going to need all their help to pull my middle fingers out of your butthole when I'm done with you. I was appalled. It was like when a dog farts and they scare themselves half to death, not knowing where the sound came from. I couldn't believe what I had just done. Not only had I said something vaguely kinky, which was the opposite of my intention, I also had murdered the English language and said the longest run-on sentence ever. And I had missed my chance to say, A-hole. I could have cursed! But I had defended myself in a very strange and demonic sort of way, but defended myself nonetheless. The man in the hat cowered away from me, and he put that hat over his heart like a cowboy from the south. Oh, I I'm so sorry, ma'am. The Spanish-speaking man muttered something under his breath, presumably, run for your life. I was shaking so badly that I had to take off my high heels and wobble down the rest of the sidewalk out of their sight so I wouldn't break an ankle. But I had won! People think sometimes that when women tell stories like this, we might be humble bragging. When they hear that men have yelled at you from their car window, Oh, he didn't mean anything by it, honey. He thinks you're cute. Or lick their lips while making eye contact with you, perhaps? Oh, sweetheart, you should take it as a compliment. Or maybe a big old pelvic thrust from a forest of ferns and ficus plants from the corner. Ah, uh, don't mind him. He means well. Does he? 
Well, I'm a confident woman, and I have no problem thinking that I do an all right job of presenting myself to the world. I help people try to do that through my job. But I'd like to think that I get my light. And yeah, maybe a little bit of swagger and a long, stretchy turtleneck made of poor quality lycra, a sequin black miniskirt or a sports shorts and a sports bra, that that power comes from something way down deep inside in that heart that people in the South want to bless. I feel like I became a feminist that day in New York City. And I hope that my daughter will look at me one day and think, yeah, bless my mom's heart and all her strength too. I feel like I want to tell this story today because of all of the energy building around the election. I don't think I need to overstate (laughs) what I mean by it um, in our given climate. But it's not only about women. It's not only about feminism. It's not only about standing up for our daughters and our sons and future generations. And it's not just about men and women and gender. It's about anyone who feels like they want to fight for who they are um, and who we want everyone to be allowed to be. Uh, I meant what I said that I think that sometimes when we tell stories like that, that appear to be humorous or silly, or maybe even an overshare, I think women are often called uh, dramatic, uh, drama queens, what have you, when we share things like that and that we should be proud in some way. But there's limits to how our confidence can be used against us. Um, and I think that's true with a lot of different marginalized groups um, that we have to fight for equality, fight for who we want to be and and for those future generations. Um, But we know that we need help and we know that we need representation and that our allies have to step forward. We also, um, Guts and Glory, uh, GNV had a show last Thursday, our coming out story show, that was probably our most powerful and beautiful show yet. Um, I'm, I feel... I like I want to share that the audience gave such a standing a long standing ovation for our storytellers that the tellers were looking at me awkwardly like when can we leave <laughs> and I think that speaks to the power um of their messages and uh, the strength it can take to speak up and to do the right thing even when we know um that it's the productive thing to do because it's scary so I hope that um through the midterm election and beyond that we don't we don't just get through today and kind of the news and the drama of the week and forget right that's the that's the goal we want to hang on to the stories that help to inform our lives and each other and let go of the ones uh, let go of the stories and the negative narratives that bring us down and have built up false core beliefs so This won't be on the air until after the election happens, (laughs) but uh, I guess here from the newsroom and from Gainesville, we're hoping that you'll go out and vote and represent each other well and love each other well throughout. This has been another episode of Unvarnished, and this is Taylor Williams, uh, your host, the creative director of Guts and Glory GNV, and today, uh, your humble storyteller. (laughs) Thanks for letting me do this, and uh, we'll see you next time. 
keep on telling your own stories.